You're listening to Very Loose Women. Hello, listeners. So, Leo and I are in the Ibis Hotel in West London. We're here with our guest, Penny Pepper, and we're going to be talking to them today about upcoming work. I'd like to start just by introducing yourself. Tell us about what's going on. Hello. Glad to be back. Privileged to be back on uh, Resonance. I'm back in London, because I live in Hastings now, by the seaside. So I'm back to do a gig with some other wonderful, fierce feminist poets at the Royal Albert Hall tonight. Have you ever performed at the Royal Albert Hall or a place of that size before? I've never performed at the Royal Albert Hall. I think we are in the cabaret room. Uh, Maybe I'll come back and do the main auditorium, but it's still an absolute honour to be there. The Royal Albert Hall has this kind of great weight of history and I just feel it's great to be there, women breaking out. That's, that's a really important and precious thing for me. And I will tell you, I'm probably the first wheelchair user to be in this particular cabaret area um, because they bought me a ramp to the stage. So we can at least be happy that a disabled woman from a working-class background has made it to the Royal Albert Hall. What are you doing at the Royal Albert Hall? Tell us more about what it is. I'm doing lots of poetry from my book, Come Home Alive, which was published not so long ago by Burning Eye Books. It's my debut poetry collection, which a lot of people are like, no, surely not, but it is. It's, it's my debut collection as I hurtle through my 50s. I'm looking forward to sharing that with lots of new people, new readers. Be, it's quite a fun event, so I'll be doing some of my more cheeky work and ending with a little surprise, a burlesque. Keeping all my clothes on, I might add, but it, it's, a, it's a cheeky little number. I will be reading from my memoir, uh, First in the World Somewhere, which has been out for just over a year. So what is your poetry collection about? Are there any particular themes or is it just the experiences that you've had? I do write poetry on everything. Everything that interests me, drives me, upsets me. There's a considerable amount of work around my activism as a disabled activist, as a feminist. There's also, because my, my work is often seen as dark and light, funny and fierce so I, I'm, I'm that contrary mix so I can do a really serious subject but I kind of stretch it a bit and turn it inside out and hopefully make people respond with humour if you like but it, it's wit there's what I call classical poetry in there there's, there's a sonnet there's lots of villanelles which are all your on the page lovely poems that have a form and then there's lots of free verse influenced by all the great sort of punk poets. So I've got quite a few anti-austerity poems. Because at my core, what I'm about is equality and also celebrating true diversity. The human family is just a big bunch of diverse experience, but we don't get that not just for disabled women. You know, we are intersectionality, really. That's what human beings are. We're a lovely, big, huge, contrary, happy, sad bundle of intersectionality, but we don't ever see that 
in any great explorative ways. That's my thing. I saw you perform Pathfinder Pipi, uh, which I think was an anti-austerity poem. So because of the austerity cuts, there was this oh, yes. sm- the smell of piss, and so it was a yes, sort yes, of yes, yes. a joke on that. That was a little sketch written with my dear friend Sophie. Sadly, Sophie's passed. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Yeah, that was a that was a kind of piss take on uh, the stupid po- po- perfume adverts we get. We wanted to do that as a as a piss take on those ad. We would love I'd love to still film it. And although Sophie's no longer with us, I'd love to do that as a little thing. But yeah, there, there's stuff like that. There's a there's a piece called Fraud, which I did manage to sneak onto the BBC Victoria Derbyshire program the other week because they were talking about care yet again and this this is another thing I'm really keen to break down don't just talk about anybody as an issue a issue which is the disability issue you know it's the women's issue don't do that broaden the palette broaden the, the spectrum of experience so by all means talk about that situation but realise what it is for people who live it. Let them speak. So, I, and because it was live, I did it on FaceTime, and they just Victoria Derbyshire goes, and what do you think? And I went, well, I'm I'm a poet and a writer, so I'm going to read you this. And I did chicken out. The word shit was in this verse, and I changed that for mess. Because unfortunately, in my line of work, I do need to go back to the BBC. <laughs> So I didn't want them to do a big blanket ban. Oh, she might say shit on my programme. It was weird because they were a bit like, oh, okay, and then moved on to the next person. Although most people were saying, yes, we agree, because it's the classic. It's that we do have money to spend on what we need to spend it on, but it doesn't get used. I would say, though, my core is as a storyteller and you know, waving that flag, banging that drum for true diversity and inclusion. That's me, you know, in however that is interpreted. And in all my pieces, I try and touch on that somewhere. As someone who's, you know, over 50, I'm now in that. I'm now facing ageism slowly. And and yet, if you like, a lot of why it's taken me so long is partly being a woman from a working class background but then a disabled woman. So the opportunity is not there. And then the access isn't there. But actually, I don't want it. I don't want the story, my story, and to be doom and gloom, because to me it isn't. It's about owning it, sharing it, collaborating, celebrating with others. So bring it on. Tell us about your memoir, First in the World Somewhere. So my memoir... First in the World Somewhere has been out for just over a year and the experience of having a published book out there in the market has been interesting, at times very exciting. It had a pre-launch at the Edinburgh International Book Festival. The publishers paid for me to stay in a very posh hotel and I got to go in the author's yurt. They have a yurt and they bring you cream cakes and that. I love all that, that was nice. But then I would say here and there there have been typical issues where, well I said the word issues, yeah, dreaded issues. There's been challenges for 
some booksellers to know where to put it. I don't know why. It's basically a young woman's coming of age, rock and roll, love, sex, booze, memoir. People started sending me reports that they found the book in university libraries and general libraries where it was in sociology. So there you are. I'm an issue. I have heard of this happening to other writers where it's like they're scared of what you are. So that's been a challenge. It's sold, but perhaps it could sell more. I'd like it to sell more. It's a story. I'm proud of it. It has been in Waterstones, and I love it. People send me, I could ask that, please send me pictures of it when you find it in Waterstones or... Shall we um, give your Twitter handle on this occasion? Oh, yes, please. It's, it's, it's app. Pen pet. So that would be lovely because it, it would be lovely just to create that enthusiasm. One day I will do a gallery because I've got a few people who've done it. Just to see where it is. I, I, someone the other day found it in foils at South Bank, which is great that it's there. And I think that as people get to know my profile more, then, then that's happening. And I'm learning that this path can be a slow burn, you know. But I'm very proud of it. I'm glad it's there. When people write to me and say, I loved it, when's the next one? It's such a boost. It did get on Radio 4 as a good read with my lovely friend and fellow adventurer, shall we say, the the actor Liz Carr who chose it as her good read and it really did go ba-doom. It was, that was only in September. And she brought up some of these issues that, you know, people need to see it for what it is and she was lovely about it. He's hoping that continues. The idea that your book would be put in sociology, one, I was not expecting you to say that at all because I thought, oh, maybe they're confused because it's a memoir, but then it's also women's issues. Like, I was not expecting you to say sociology there. That was a real shocker. And the the idea that it might be classified like that, but maybe is it on a reading list or like, how does that, how does that happen? Like, I, I was, I was very surprised. Part of that is just, again, on the blurb, with my publisher Unbound, we did go out of our way to make sure disability wasn't blazoned everywhere because it's so much more than that story. That story's in there, obviously. But it isn't about my big struggle, struggle my big struggle with XYZ. You know, it's not. Amazon put it in weird categories, but then they tag things in this really huge, weird way. So I'm okay. Waterstones, interestingly, I felt tagged it well. I'm in punk styles, punk fashion, punk music, music, philosophy. I've got no idea why I put it in philosophy, but I'll have philosophy rather than sociology. You know, part of me wants to find those places out and say, hey, let me do a little thing for you and we'll unravel this. I don't mind in the, in the broader sense if it goes into universities, but if someone's looking for a memoir that happens to feature a disabled woman, they're not going to look there. I really don't think they would look in sociology. Got to get it out of sociology. <laughs> so we've actually featured Burning Eye Books on the show before, and they're a very small publisher, but they do a lot of work. How did you come across them, and what's that sort of partnership like yes so my poetry collection debut poetry collection come home alive was published by burning eye books in september i was very fortunate that i was introduced to clive burney 
at Burning Eye and then I was asked to do a submission. They had kind of a submission window, so I was invited to do that. And they said yes. I love Burning Eye. I just love how they do it. They they really got me as a sort of with my punk background. And I don't know if you've seen the cover. Bright yellow with um a kind of Jamie Reed's Sex Pistoly lettering. And between us, we come up with the cover, which is my head on the body of uh, the Botticelli Venus in a very steampunked wheelchair. Bridget told me that Facebook banned the cover. So Facebook banned this? Because of the nipple, I assume. But, you know, they're always banning great masters. Very Loose Women uses Botticelli. We use this very painting as our main social media art. We've never encountered any issues with the nipples. So they're not having an issue with the nipple. They're having an issue with something else. And I have my suspicion... Maybe it's the nipple and the wheelchair together. But I love that. I love being able to put as band on Facebook. Who wouldn't? I wanted to play around with the whole body image thing. So there I am with my head on the Venus Botticelli. I've done life modelling and take my clothes off. It's like I've come to a point and it, I think it does happen as you get to realise none of that shit matters. It really doesn't. Be comfortable in yourself. And I can tell you this, I'm going to be asking everyone tonight to rub themselves, their belly. Because I used to have a thing about, I've got a pot belly, don't like it. But then I do, at the same time. We've all got those things. Just talking about body image, I have stretch marks on my stomach. And it almost looks like there's like a creature has been trying to climb up my stomach. And sometimes I really hate them. And I'm like, oh, God, you know, it looks awful. And sometimes I'm like, this is a really cool kind of addition to my body. It's, it's yeah. you know, it's that interesting line between being absolutely in love with yourself and, you know, yeah. overcoming that, yeah, yeah. you know, body image. The thing with all this is it's so driven by the mainstream media that we have this type. I like that it's becoming more fluid. It is at the edges. I really just... I mean, it sounds like a sort of platitude and a boring, tired cliche, but it is okay to be you and unravel why you find that challenging. So if I say I don't like my belly, why don't I like my belly? Has it ever stopped me doing anything? No. It might stop me getting in a size six. So, you know, like what's the question there? What's the, the unravelling of that? I've got, you know, surgery scars on my body. I like that now. It's like badges of the life I've travelled. They're like badges of achievement and stuff like that. So I, I, I will be getting them. There's a great woman called Jo King who runs the School of Burlesque. I think it's the London School of Striptease originally, but she's in her 50s. She might have be past 60. She teaches women body acceptance and self-love through burlesque. And I worked with her on a scheme run through Grey Eye Theatre Company and and Sophie did it at one point at a later date but she's got a pot belly and she taught me how to rub my belly with love so we'll be doing that later because it's it is the most liberating thing and she said in her line of work where she's been you know she does a lot of women only training but she gets it out she gets her bod out and she said has this ever stopped me doing anything Never. And that is reality. Because it's all about unravelling that insecurity in your head. Who's telling you your stomach's not all right? 
He's telling me that my scars aren't all right. It actually doesn't matter what out there is saying. It matters what I'm feeling and that I can change. So I'll be doing that. Um, Well, thank you so much for being on the show and it's been a pleasure to interview again for the show. It would be lovely if people could follow me on Twitter, which is at PenPep. Uh, There's Instagram, which is... Penny Pepper the Naked Punk which is I should say quick is in there I'm doing tour starting in uh, February for about a year and that's the Naked Punk tour touching on some of these issues about being naked or but being naked in yourself you know I want to be as open and honest and collaborative as I can I've just launched a YouTube channel. I have the Penny Pepper experience, so if people could subscribe, put comments, tell me what they would like to hear, or how I can help other newbie poets develop. I've done a few little bits. I've done two episodes, and this week will be the Royal Albert Hall episode, so that would be great. You have been listening to Very Loose Women. We are at VLW Radio on Instagram and on Twitter. And of course, Facebook, we're Very Loose Women. So you can listen and subscribe to us on Acast and iTunes and other good podcasting apps. Thank you, listeners. We'll see you next time.